This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by my pal Matt. He's a good buddy, a great friend, and a good man. It's Matt. I'm Tim, and this is Ear Buddy. And uh, Matt couldn't be here today. Uh, he is sick. He has a cold. And I'm told that he has lost his voice. One of the key ingredients to a podcast is a person's voice. And so he is uh, simply unable to join us today. So you got me. But listen, we're not going to squander this, I don't want to call it an opportunity, but this moment. We are going to do something productive. It's going to be a good app. We're certainly not going to miss a Monday. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. Uh, we're gonna, we are going to do a guided listen of my favorite classical music piece, my favorite orchestral work, uh, which is the second piano concerto by Rachmaninoff, Sergei Rachmaninoff, a real Russian dude. And uh, we're going to listen to it together. I will drop some some nugs while we listen. And I just want to share this with you because I think it is uh, one of the greatest pieces of music ever. And was highly influential in my life. So uh, this is Piano Concerto Number 2 which I'm going to give the subtitle Why All Men Should Go to Therapy uh, by Sergei Rachmaninoff. Here we go. It's like 35 minutes long, so buckle up, baby. I should clarify, we're listening uh, to the Northwest German Philharmonic Orchestra perform this. Uh, the piano soloist is Anna Fedorova, who is a Ukrainian concert pianist. So if you are not big into classical music, obviously that's fine. I, a, a concerto, this is a piano concerto. So it's a symphony orchestra featuring a piano soloist. Uh, whereas a symphony is just the whole group is in it together and they, sh they share kind of the spotlight. The pianist is 
squarely in the spotlight of this piece, backed up by a full orchestra. Very cool. Uh, This was composed in the year 1900. And it is so melodic and expressive and very Russian. You'll know why here uh, pretty soon. Let's listen a little more closely. Here's a really big melodic line. like the most beautiful melody you've ever heard other than like teenage dream so that melody is expressed and introduced by the piano and now other instruments kind of take it and uh, modify it perform variations of it and then the piano's back in Mm. I won't bore you with the music theory of this but there are uh, the chords that Rachmaninoff wrote here are so um, lush and expressive and um just full of like passion right it sounds like a movie score maybe um and that's so 1900 we're kind of at the very end of the line when it comes to composers um staying uh within the guardrails of music the way we like it with clear key signatures and a a clear kind of home base in terms of the the harmony. Uh, After about 1900, that's when composers started getting weird and just like abandoning key altogether and doing weird atonal stuff. But this was the sweet spot of like experimentation with beautiful harmonies and um, just lush melodies. I think I'm talking too much. Sorry. Mm. 
Isn't that so uh, Russian sounding to you? Do you know what I mean? to go nuts. This build of tension is incredible. All right, all you communists out there, it's going to get so Russian right now. Oh, man. Time to march, baby. Here we go. From, from, boom, boom. It's it's so. Uh, I mean, it's like a march. Rachmaninoff, by the way, I should say. Uh, well, he would have been featured in our "A Leg Up" episode if we had recorded it in the year uh, like 1905, because. He was born into the Russian aristocracy. So this is a guy who, you know, he could afford to get really good at piano. He was a piano, uh, uh, he, he was a virtuoso pianist. In fact, he, he debuted this piece playing the, per, playing the piano solo himself. It's also worth noting that to play this piece on the piano, you need just giganto hands uh, some of the stretches that you have to do with your hands are um, well physically impossible for a lot of people so uh, old Sergey he had some big hands When I talk about expressive sound, it's these melodies uh, that sound like they've existed forever. And we'll talk later about people borrowing these melodies many, many years later. Uh, But these um, expressive chords, but you still know what key, you can still have a sense of, of being in a key. We call this romantic music. Uh, it, it was a uh, the Romantic era, the end of the 19th century into uh, the early 20th century. So Rachmaninoff, he was coming in right at the very end of this period and just exploring all these interesting new tonalities and new chords without losing the plot, basically. 
I love this because you go from focusing on the piano to other instruments so beautifully and seamlessly. So it features the pianist, but uh, the melody runs into other instruments and other sections so nicely. Okay, we're almost done with the first uh, movement. So, okay, so yeah, this is a live performance, and you're not, here's the thing, gang, you're not supposed to clap in between movements. I don't think it's that big a deal, but it's just, the precedent is you don't clap until the the end of the whole piece, which is three movements, and if they got programs, they know that, Uh, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you're just moved to clap, it's, it's fine. Some some musicians really get in a tizzy about it. I think it's not a big deal. Everyone just relax. Clap if you need to. It's okay. So this second movement is much slower, much more mellow somehow even more beautiful than that first movement was. So, here we go. Big moment for this flute player. He's been waiting for this his whole life. And now this clarinet player, I mean, the stage has never been bigger. And he nailed it. He nailed it. Good job, gang. So why is this an ode to men going to therapy? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, the second piano concerto by Sergei Rachmaninoff. It was composed again in uh, 1900 into the year 1901. He had been composing already for a while. And you know what, folks? People did not like his stuff. And he composed his very first symphony basically the biggest composition a person can can do in in terms of scope he composed it he was super nervous about how it would be received uh, the story goes that he listened to it being performed it debuted from under a staircase he was just like huddled in a in a stress mess uh worried that people would not enjoy it and people did not enjoy it they hated this symphony uh, it debuted in 1897, and critics just hated it. Audiences hate it. Uh, Rachmaninoff left early because he could tell people were having a really bad time with it, and he sank into this pit of absolute depression. He got writer's block. He, he couldn't. He just could not carry on because people hated his stuff. So, 
What does he do? Well, he uh, has a tough go of it for a while. And then he goes to therapy. He uh, credits basically his continued composition career to Nikolai Dahl, who is the physician who helped him uh, overcome his depression, overcome his creative block, and get back to it, get back out there. Uh, And so he, he goes to therapy. He composes this piece, his second piano concerto. And doggone it, folks loved it. It was an amazing rebound. And he performed the piano solo himself, like I said. So he's putting himself out there. He, he hops up on stage, gets back up on the horse, crushes it, and onward he went to decades of, uh, of composition and performance. Now he's regarded as one of the, the great Russian composers, um, and he actually dedicated this concerto to his therapist, Nikolai Dahl. So there you go. Isn't that lovely? I bet Matt would have loved that story. I hope he's okay. you're enjoying this I mean if you're not you can just turn it off that's fine but you know if you're hearing this and you're new and you're not a, a, a big classical music person I hope that so I found this piece uh, when I was in college studying music, and but I mean early in my early in my studies though. So like I'm you know I'm a little doofus who knows nothing about music really. I just know I like music, uh, and this uh, this spoke to me. This this lit a fire under me, and like wow this. Uh, this is 
what you can do as a composer. What I'm saying is if you don't, if you're not, uh, you know, some enthusiast of classical music, I still think that this piece holds up as uh, just a, a rich, interesting piece of music. Okay, listen up. Big piano moment here. This is called a cadenza. It's where everybody stops except the soloist, and the soloist just goes nuts. to that opening theme. See, there's structure here. We're, we're introducing ideas, expanding them, and then returning home. <sighs> Matt loves structure. Get ready to cry.
It is long, though, isn't it? But that's okay. That's okay. It, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's... Look, you know, we didn't do three-minute songs back then, okay? It's 1900. We took our time. But I mean, if I had to give Sergei a note, I would just say that this second movement has felt like it was ending for like two minutes. Okay, now it's... Yeah. Third movement here. They just jumped right in because they didn't want any clapping. Oh, now we're having fun again, you know? Everybody was serious and dramatic there earlier. Now we're having fun again. I mean, you got to give it up to Anna Fedorova. That's some that's some wild piano playing. I don't, even, I don't even want to look at what the sheet music looks like. It's just so many fast little notes. Oh, yeah, really schmaltzy chords here. sounding again. It feels like it could be a national anthem or something. It's it's these half steps that are really important.
really miss Matt. Like, you really gotta give it up to Sergei, because he's... He is composing some really bananas melodies. Really good melodies that hold up 120 years later as... You know, uh, John Williams could write this stuff for a film, and uh, frankly, everybody should be really stoked about it if, if he did. I don't want to diminish it, it by calling it film score music, because I think it's, you know, it, it obviously stands alone well enough without Harrison Ford or whatever running around on screen to punctuate it. But you know what I mean? It's cinematic music. fast. Too fast for my hands. Bouncy. We're having fun. Call and response. I could play this on piano with like mm, three months of hard work. Three, two, two months of hard work. I bet I could do this. Like you know, they they do like couch to five k. I bet you could do couch to piano concerto number two in uh, mm, six weeks. symbols. Happy for him. I mean, this make this melody makes me want to move to Russia. Does that make sense? Half steps. It's all about half steps. 
Tiri. Segurament. love this piece so much and I return to it constantly because of how seamlessly and, and quickly Rachmaninoff can go from this romantic schmaltzy stuff to uh, this rising tension to this nationalist sort of uh, Eastern European pride to playful stuff it's just everywhere and it's bouncing between these ideas constantly. I just think it's as good as it gets in the world of classical music. Soons. Awesome. Who doesn't love a good bassoon? too fast for nope too fast for my fingers boy maybe it would take me like four months you just have to work hard every day you gotta work hard practice 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 Let your Russian flag fly.
right, home stretch here. Anna's feeling good. Now you can clap. Now you're supposed to clap. Big cheers for Anna. Anna. She stands up. She takes a little bow. She's smiling. All the orchestra is even clapping. I mean, heck, guys, you were performing too. Yeah, you you should accept this applause too. And then they all stand up. And now they stop clapping because now they are accepting the applause. Standing ovation. Everyone is so happy. It was beautiful. It was Russian. It was Rachmaninoff, baby. That's the second piano concerto by Sergei Rachmaninoff. Maybe saved his life. Certainly saved his career. Uh, It's a testament to the value of therapy and introspection and vulnerability all good things uh they if it hadn't been for therapy well sergey wouldn't have done that so uh we'll take a break and uh we'll come back with the show and tell so uh, ear buddies ear buddies will continue in a moment <laughs> This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Matt, my pal, my buddy, my partner in crime on this show. He, uh, ah, what is there to say about Matt, right? I mean, you listen to this pod. You, uh, you know how, how much we love him. He's funny. He's smart. He's handsome. He's sick, but he, you know, he's fallible too. He's mortal. He caught a bug and uh, he missed this show. Think about it. 30 weeks in a row. He he didn't miss it. He That's a big streak and you hate to see it broken, but you understand that uh, nobody that Pobody's nerfect, right? <laughs> and so it's okay. We aren't mad. We're sad for sure that he's not here. I'm sad. I feel like I'm uh floundering now. I'm I don't have Rachmaninoff to back me up anymore. I can sort of fall back and hide behind the music. Now it's just me and a microphone and you, the listener. Probably asking, what next? What What are you going to do now, Tim? And I got to tell you, I don't know. It's, I, uh, I'm adrift here. I don't have a buddy to bounce off of. I don't know how, how do solo podcasters do it? What are they, how do, it's hard. So this is just to say that uh, I miss my pal, and 
I hope his voice comes back. Not just not just because I value his contribution to this show, but because heck, I just love talking to the guy. So Matt, rest up. Take care of yourself. You're you're burning the candle at both ends, bud. You gotta you gotta take care of yourself. You can't sustain whatever it is you're doing. So you got to just take it easy. Drink some some tea with honey. Put your feet up and get better. Get well soon. Matt. Get well soon, Matt. My buddy, sponsor. Sort of spiritual sponsor of today's episode of Ear Buddies. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. Uh, it's just me, and I'm going to just do a show and tell, and then get out of here. <laughs> I got to get out of here. This is hard. It's hard without my pal. Uh, we are listening today to a song from 1975? 1975. This is Eric Carmen with All By Myself. I never needed anyone. Why are we listening to this? And making love was just for fun. Because he is borrowing Rachmaninoff's second piano concerto. Think of all the friends I've known. The second movement, the slow one. But when I dial the telephone, nobody's home. Okay, now it's now it's the part you know, but. Uh, the verse of All By Myself is a direct lift of the melody, uh, sort of the the main theme of the second movement of the second piano concerto in C minor by Sergei Rachmaninoff. cool is that well is that so interpolation right he is interpolating Rachmaninoff kind of a bold move for a 70s soft rock type of guy like Eric 
Uh, you may know the Celine Dion version of this, but I play this one because the story is actually kind of funny. So he he borrows the chords and melody of that second movement from Rachmaninoff. Sometimes I feel so insecure. At this point, Rachmaninoff's music is in the public domain. And so Carmen's like, I can just do this and not have to call anybody about it. But actually, a copyright was still protected outside the U.S. for Rachmaninoff's piano concerto. Rachmaninoff, long dead at this point. But he is contacted after the song comes out by the Rachmaninoff estate. And they say, look, we're going to need a cut of this. And so 12% of the royalties from All By Myself go straight to old Sergei's kids and grandkids or whoever owns his estate now. So it just goes to show you, you can't get, you couldn't even get away with it in the 70s. They were always watching. 12%, that's not that bad when you consider that Paramore is getting 50% of Good For You uh, from Olivia Rodrigo. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, give it up to the Rachmaninoff estate for uh, not trying to bleed this guy dry. Anyway, that's All By Myself by Eric Carmen. Um... I think he has another song where he he borrows a melody from Rachmaninoff. There's also a uh, there's also a Frank Sinatra song that borrows from the second piano concerto, interpolates it, I suppose. I assume the Rachmaninoff estate is cashing in on that too. But I wanted to play that one uh, because I like it. I like that song. It's a cool song, and Rachmaninoff is a cool guy. And if you made it this far, well, you are cool too. In fact, you're one of my best buddies now. Matt, I assume, will return. I hope this is not how he quit the show. I I would be surprised. I don't think he would ghost me. So I think I'll hear from Matt again soon. So to all of you out there in... The Ear Buddies Army, I say, talk to you later, uh, buddies. Bye. Bye.